it's october 30th and i'm here with another episode i don't celebrate though but i know halloween is knocking many doors if it's yours welcome and rejoice because there's a special time of the year for you a reason to greet and celebrate with fun goodies and parties hope you all in bloom and spirit of the wizardly spooky season Today's target consists of a little receptor effect summary and a beginning of the actions of sympathetic system on individual organ or organ systems. So let's begin. Welcome all to this Pharmacology Difficult Podcast. I'm your host Dr. Radhika Vijay, MBBS MD, Pharmacology and this is the audio hub to get the best simplified basic tips, strategies, methods and lots of ideas to learn better, understand better and make your concepts crystal clear. If you really find and if there's a question hovering in your minds, is pharmacology difficult? Lend me your ears for a while and let in the magic of knowledge. Let's begin the summary of the various receptor effects. First of all, let's talk about the alpha receptor stimulation. It produces excitatory effects almost at all the sites like radial muscles of the iris, vascular smooth muscles, urinary tract smooth muscles, salivary glands, liver cells, etc. But there is the inhibition produced in the intestine. Coming over to alpha 2 receptors, once activated by noradrenaline, the acetylcholine release is hampered. Relaxation is induced. In the central nervous system, that is the brain area, alpha-2 receptor stimulation, despite of their pre- or post-synaptic occurrence, they always decrease the sympathetic discharge. The discharge of the noradrenaline is also modulated as far as the alpha-2 receptor stimulation is concerned. If the angiotensin 2, that is capital AD2 receptors, they are stimulated, the noradrenaline discharge is increased while if the M1 receptors they are stimulated that is the muscarinic receptors they are stimulated by acetylcholine then the noradrenaline discharge it is decreased. Now this is what is the complete scenario at the noradrenergic nerve endings. Let's move on to the beta 1 receptors. When the beta-1 receptors, they are found in the heart, then increase in the heart rate and the force of contraction occurs on stimulation. And when we talk about the kidney beta-1 receptors, there is increased renin release. Let's talk about the beta-2 receptors. Adrenaline has very high affinity for the beta-2 receptors. On stimulation, the beta-2 receptors exert inhibitory effects at almost all the sites except the myocardium. And one more thing, when beta-2 receptors, they are found presynaptically, the activation of, the, of these receptors, it actually facilitates the discharge of neurotransmitter. Now, I'm sure you currently remember the presynaptic activation of alpha-2 receptors. It does not facilitate the discharge of the neurotransmitter, while that is totally opposite to the stimulation of the presynaptic beta-2 receptors they actually facilitate the discharge of the neurotransmitter 
Let's talk about the beta-3 receptors. They are found on the fat cells, that is adipocytes, the norepinephrine. It is has more affinity for the beta-3 receptors as compared to epinephrine. Now, when the beta-3 receptors, they are activated, they lead to lipolysis. And that is a lot of free fatty acid level is increased in the blood. And it also results in increase in temperature, that is thermogenesis. Now that was a brief summary of the adrenergic stimulation effect on the different receptors. Now let's talk about the individual organ and organ systems. We will not be able to cover all the organ and organ systems but let's begin. Because well begun is half done. First and foremost, as far as the salivary glands they are concerned, when never stimulated by adrenergic system, it results into the thicker saliva consistency. Let's move on to the respiratory system. In the lungs, the beta-2 receptor stimulation leads to bronchodilatation. And what other phenomena is observed? Decongestion is the another feature observed due to sympathetic stimulation. Adrenaline constricts the blood vessels of the upper respiratory tract. All in all, the bronchial resistance is decreased by the enlargement of the lumen. Allergic mediators, they are less released now from the mast cells. And it creates a sort of manageable situation to face the fight or flight situation that is the emergency states they are managed very well now that was all about the respiratory system let's move on to the cardiac effects they encompass the effects of the beta 1 receptor that is the heart rate is increased conduction is increased automaticity is increased and force of contraction of the heart they all are increased but the effective refractory period it is decreased that is the capital ERP is decreased as a consequence what happens the heart or the cardiac tissue is also prepared for the emergency situations that is it can easily face circumstances involving fight or flight let's talk about the urinary tract in the urinary tract the digestive muscle is relaxed via the beta 3 stimulation but there is also alpha-1 stimulation here. The alpha-1 effects, they are observed as the trigone and the sphincter contraction of the bladder. What is the scenario in the uterus? In the uterus, in the normal states, that is non-pregnant states, the muscles, they are contracted by the dominant alpha-1 effect over the beta-2 effect. That is, I'm talking about the non-pregnant uterus. But in the case of pregnancy, there is a dominant beta 2 effect over the alpha 1 effect and the uterus is relaxed. What about the reproductive organs in the males? In the males, there is increased ejaculation effect via the alpha 1 stimulation in the prostate, vas deferens, etc. What is the condition of the skin in case of adrenergic system stimulation? In the skin, the sweating is enhanced in the state of emergency or the stress via the adrenergic stimulation. Now, M3 receptors, that is muscarinic 3, M3 receptors, they are stimulated 
and this is controlled by the sympathetic and the cholinergic controls. Another phenomenal scene in this particular state is the piloerection that is the raise, rising of the hair on the skin surface. That is another support mechanism for the preparation of the emergency states that is to face the flight or the fight phenomena. Now with these descriptions of so many individual organ and organ systems not yet completed, I pause my speech to ponder and watch the ticking of the clock. I know it was a brief chit chat, but yes, now I declare it's a wrap for today. See you all soon. Abianto or revoir. For all the updates and latest episodes of my podcast, do visit www.spharmacologydifficult.com, where you can also sign up for a free monthly e-newsletter of mine. It actually contains a lot of updates about medical sciences, drug information updates, and my podcast updates also. You can follow me on different social media handles like Twitter, Insta, Facebook, and LinkedIn. They all are with the same name. It's Pharmacology Difficult. If you're listening for the first time, do subscribe and follow whatever platform you are consuming this episode. Stay tuned. Do rate and review on iTunes Apple Podcast. Stay safe, stay happy, stay enlightened.